0: Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at FitBod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D.me slash Zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, who's superstitious on Friday the 13th? not me besides luck is what losers in sports talk about the winners are on parade floats andy poland joins me as we break down the ss skipper also known as get up one of the biggest tv disasters since cop rock or super train all that plus talk caps whiz expectations and more if you've got 45 minutes to kill then buckle up and let's go here we go Friday, April 13, 2018, thank you for joining me here on the ZabeCast, an extra 45 minutes of little old me, with my friends of course, my rotating cast of guests who get paid $0.00 and 0 cents to contribute to this product, which I charge you, the listener, 0 cents to listen to. Hey, you know, you, maybe there's a business here. Well, isn't that what we're all trying to figure out? Anyway, it's uh, just good to be here. I like doing this extra stuff. It allows me to stretch my legs, talk about some things in greater depth that I wouldn't otherwise get to talk about. Like, let's talk about luck on this April 13th, Friday the 13th. Luck in sports. Once upon a time, I believe it was my father who taught me the phrase, nature abhors a vacuum. Or, in physics, it's called Horror vacui," And it is a postulate that has been attributed to Aristotle, who said that he believed that pretty much nature contains no true vacuums because the denser surrounding material, air, water, solids, would immediately fill in the void, or the would immediately rush in and fill the rarity of an incipient void. In other words... Something always comes in instead. I translated that over the years, and I've said this from time to time, that sports radio abhors the notion of luck as well. Uh, Just like nature abhors a vacuum, sports radio abhors the notion of luck. And by that I mean luck is, of course, a factor in every game that we watch and every game that is played all over the world. Luck is a big part of it. We don't know what percentage. We can argue about what percentage it is. There's no dipstick for it to measure it. Good luck, bad luck. Someone's good luck is another guy's bad luck. So doesn't it all even out? Aren't they all just bounces of a ball? A, a flip of a puck, if you will. But sports radio, which is what I do in my business, oh no, you can't really talk about luck. Because if you're just going to you know, go on the air and say, well, these guys got lucky, Uh, then what kind of show do you have? And callers are not going to light up your phones if they too believe, well, that was just unlucky. People usually quickly fill in the void of luck in sports radio with something else, just like in nature filling in a vacuum. It'll be a bad coaching decision. Yeah, that was a bad caller. That was unlucky. But what was our coach doing playing player A instead of player B? or calling this play, or letting so-and-so come to the plate. And on, and on, and on. But luck really is a huge part of everything in sports, and sometimes you just have to throw your hands up and say, what can we do? We were lucky, or they were lucky, or you know what? Maybe next year. I think one of the most vivid examples of luck that I like to throw out there, and it it annoys Giant fans, but it doesn't anger them because they've got two rings out of it, is Eli Manning. I was like, Eli Manning is not that good, was never that good. He just got very lucky on two big passes in the biggest stage at the right time. The pass to David Tyree that was glued to his helmet, great highlight, great play in sports history. Luck! I mean, dumb, stupid luck at every turn from the point in which he was almost in the grasp Could have been sacked, wasn't sacked. Tyree catching the ball, keeping it off the ground. Roydney Harrison not being able to knock the ball loose. Luck, 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 luck. And then the catch by Mario Manningham against the Patriots in Indianapolis. Lucky! I'm sorry. Manningham's not that good. Just like Eli Manning is maybe not that good to throw that dime, that back shoulder dime streaking down the left sideline. It was just one play in a whole game full of plays, and truth be told, I'll admit my Redskins bias, uh, the Giants defensively beat the shit out of the Patriots in that first Super Bowl victory. Their defensive line came in waves after waves after waves, and Brady had never seen that before, and so that's why one of the highest-scoring, most potent offenses in NFL history uh, was ground down to sub-20 that night in Phoenix but Eli Manning was lucky. I will stick by that. Of course, every bit of bad luck in sports can sometimes be called something else. Roberto DiVincenzo losing the Masters because he signed an incorrect scorecard. Bad luck or sloppiness? I believe Bob Golby, who was the eventual winner that year, in a playoff, uh, DiVincenzo would have joined Golby and someone else in a playoff. or, Or maybe, no, I'm sorry, it would have just been Golby and DiVincenzo in the playoff. Golby won it outright, Uh, Golby, in a recent article for Golf Digest or Golf Magazine, whichever one, it's like Staples and Office Depot. Like, which one's which? Why didn't they make one blue and the other one red? I just don't know. He said in a recent article, he's like, hey, as pros, we got to watch our scorecards. It's drilled into you. And, and he was sloppy. He had been sloppy before. He said DiVincenzo at previous tournaments had gotten in after a round. He signed his card, flipped it on the table, and off he went. This time it caught him. Was it bad luck or was it sloppiness? Bill Buckner, 86 World Series. I maintain if you watch certain angles of that ball that went through his legs, it was skittering, it was spinning, and that it took one last little sideways squirrel hop that caught Buckner off guard. Others will say bad luck. Fuck that! It's a ground ball, catch it, do your job. Make sure you do your job. Others would say it was neither. It was the decision by McNamara to leave him in there as a known defensive liability with a run uh, with a was it a one run lead? It was a multiple run lead in the ninth inning. Pick your choice. I kind of said uh, today with Bob Bryant. I said you know Doug Collins getting fired before Michael Jordan goes on to win six championships with the Chicago Bulls, bad luck. Uh, Bob was like, no, he deserved it. He was supposedly holding the team back. I had heard, actually, there was another reason involving a cheerleader off the court issues that led to Doug Collins being fired. Either way, Phil Jackson proved his credentials as a coach by then taking Kobe and the Lakers to a bunch of titles. Of course, there was uh, Dan Jansen in the Olympics repeatedly slipping in speed skating before he finally triumphed and, I believe, won at least one gold medal in one of the distances. Was it bad luck, or did Dan Jansen choke repeatedly? You choose. Greg Norman had Larry Mize chip in on him at Augusta to steal a green jacket. He had Bob Tway blast out of a bunker in on him at the PGA Championship at Inverness to steal a major. Had Fuzzy Zeller make a 50-foot bomb for par on 18 at the U.S. Open at Wingfoot when he waved his towel and then lost in a playoff on Monday. Bad luck? Bad luck? Bad luck? Or should Norman maybe have already closed those guys out in that situation? And then people often say that I am lucky to have this great job. Not this Zapecast which pays zero but is very fun, but you know, my Job in sports radio, and yeah, they're right. It's true. Uh, it beats working for a living. I say that all the time myself. But they weren't with me when they say you're lucky to have this job. They weren't with me when I was making twelve thousand five hundred dollars a year at KTMS radio in Santa Barbara, California. I was only twenty-two. It was a long time ago, so I guess twelve-five might have been a good salary. I never felt richer, by the way. Single, making twelve-five, living by myself in a shared apartment with my uh, one bedroom and a bathroom. I had a four-head Sony VHS player, one of the best VHS players you could buy. It was not cheap. It was like a $500 VHS player, but I splurged on it because I'm taping you know, all kinds of sports back then in the early 90s. I had a sweet red Mitsubishi Eclipse turbo car that cost $9,000. $9,000 car... On a $12,500 salary. Felt rich, though, back then. They were not with me when they say you're lucky when I was working every holiday. Thanksgiving, Christmas, you name it, for three straight years when I was in Chicago because I was trying to grind, trying to, like, ooh, someone's off. They're not going to do a shift. I'll do it. Give me that shift. Give me that shift. Give me that shift. They didn't pack up my family and my three-month-old daughter and move me from Charlotte, North Carolina after getting fired three months into a brand-new morning show that supposedly the station I was working for was going to build around me. What did I do to deserve to get fired? Nothing. The GM just had a change of mind. He didn't like the way it was going. I collected pennies on the dollar for my contract that I didn't have a lawyer, didn't have a, a uh, agent look over. But hey, it worked out. Maybe it's not luck. Maybe it would, should be called fortunate, like you're fortunate to have a job that you love. And that's also true. Of course, maybe it's talent. Maybe this is what I was meant to do. Maybe like a good teacher has always been meant to teach. Or good doctors who have that healing touch. Or an engineer that can just figure things out. Meant to design things. Don't they say luck is when preparation meets opportunity? Of course, superstition is when you won't cross paths with a black cat. And I'm not saying that superstition doesn't work or isn't real. I'm a little bit super, a little bit superstitious. Either way, happy Friday the thirteenth, everyone. Better to be lucky than good, is what they say. And step carefully today, and we'll get through to the weekend. Before I get to Andy Pollan, last night I sent out a tweet saying, "Hey, if you're a lonely in your man cave and you want to get out and watch the game tonight with friends, go to your local at B Dub Wild Wings and enjoy." Uh, yes, that was a tweet at the behest of our client, Buffalo Wild Wings, in the Washington, D.C. area, who sponsor my show on the Team 980. And yes, it was actually something that our sales executive, Louis Shrek, Louis, said, it would it be okay if you, could you, could you send out a tweet? I, I told the client you would. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what am I getting for that? Because... The station doesn't own my Twitter account. The station is not the one that's going to necessarily get fired if I go off the rails on Twitter one day. But okay, yeah, sure, sure, I'll I'll send out a tweet. What was funny is the reactions to it. I mean, the obligatory, oh, God, groan, smart-ass comment. It's weird that here's this thing, Twitter, which nobody pays for, and nobody's getting paid doing, kind of like this Zabecast, and if there's any commercial tweeting whatsoever amidst any number of other funny interesting curious tweets that you get for free people freak the fuck out like ah, selling out would you get paid for that i wish i got paid something i am going to get paid in buffalo wings i can guarantee you that and by the way everyone who is bitching about that tweet don't come crawling back to me When I start hosting watch parties this playoff season at our local B-dubs. Because that's what I am going to do. I will shake out of our local B-dubs some trade. And I'll invite a handful of people to come watch the games with me. Because you know what? I have made it a mission to get out of my own man cave. As good as the five-hour energy dome is, as much as I like sitting in there scratching myself, I do miss being out there with people. And I like to meet you guys out there. So stay tuned for that. All right, time for little Andy Poland in our life. I've had him out of the mix for a couple of weeks. Not by design, just by our schedules didn't match up. So it was good to catch up with him again this week and talk about a wide variety of things. All right, Andy is in this week. Good to see you again, Andy. How are you? Yourself busy? Yeah. You got well. a job yet in broadcasting. You want to bitch about that again? Well, I don't want to bitch, no, you want to bitch about Nobody, it, but... cares <laughs> Nobody cares either. Nobody cares By the way, hire Andy Poland, for God's sakes. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you want a good, solid radio broadcaster. Maybe you can take uh, Greenberg's job once that get up show <laughs> goes under. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I every time I see the ratings, Andy, I think of you because you said that's going to fail right away. And I, part of me was like, he's probably right. But the other part of me was like, well, that's just Andy being negative. You were dead right. This thing is sinking, like, literally like an, like an engine block from a V8 in the bottom of the ocean.
1: Well, as I heard it develop, it was the Titanic in the making. It was, first of all, it was delayed about four months until they built this multimillion-dollar studio in Manhattan. And it's been rumored for 18 months. Yeah. Like, it
0: was January of 2017 that this came out that this was going to happen. Yeah,
1: and it caused a rift between the two mics. Oh, yeah. And then you bring on Michelle Beadle, who's fine. Jalen Rose, who's fine. But if you're going to have a show like that work, you really got to have like a Bryant Gumbel leading it. And you had Greenberg,
0: (laughs) who's fine. But I heard from somebody who, who knows Bristol well, Bristol University well, Greenberg was incensed that he was not considered to replace Regis Philbin. Oh, yeah. On the Regis and Kathy show that he thought he was at that level.
1: Oh, yeah. Of a television star. He got a tryout. Oh, he did? Yeah, he got to work with Kelly. Okay. And just uh, didn't test well. No, well, again, <laughs> he's a, he's a nice-looking guy who reads the prompter well. Yeah. Uh, he's very pleasant to be around. Uh, he's very favorable to management in, in all cases of sports and ESPN.
0: But everything he says, even in, in in his sports opinions, is so skittish to not hurt anyone's feelings. Right, right. Like, every opinion mm-hmm. is so timidly presented.
1: Yes, I heard a story And so once,
0: achingly neutral.
1: Uh, that he was talking about uh, his son getting in some trouble at school for using Wikipedia as his number one research tool.
0: What's wrong with that?
1: And. and, and I wish
0: Wikipedia was around when I was in school, right, Andy. Me
1: too. Uh, but then he said. Now, not any offense to Wikipedia. Well, take a, <laughs> take a stance. You know? Hold
0: on a second. He really said that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he doesn't okay. want to offend okay. anybody. All
0: right. You can't offend Wikipedia because it's nobody. Yeah. It's a crowd sourced <laughs>
1: dictionary. Exactly. <everybody. laughs> you know,
0: so you can't be everybody's you know. friend. Wow. Well, I mean, they, they start out immediately 15% down ratings wise from a year ago, regular sports center. Right. And then they, like, I just saw today's numbers, like, the Tuesday after Tuesday, the second Tuesday, Andy was down 35% from the previous Tuesday.
1: Right. And that's. That <laughs> is a rocket sled to the bottom. And the other 65% are people who are comatose in hotel rooms that just flipped on the TV, and there it was. Uh, busted Coverage today tweeted out a screen cap in which they had the
0: graphic on the screen with the four of them uh, saying. Uh, hot take factory Uh, Wu-Tang Clan is the greatest rap group ever oh and it was one of those things where you think I don't know if I care about that at seven in the morning when
1: I want to know about say last night's baseball game well I've heard that they're banking on the NBA playoffs for a boost that everybody is going to want to hear Jalen Rose's take on the playoffs in the morning
0: why because Jalen Rose has some unique take that nobody else has he
1: played in the NBA
0: they have a few of those guys yeah, on ESPN. You can shake a tree and four <laughs> of them fall out. Right. And by the way, I like Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose has consistently surprised me from what I thought he might have been right. as a personality. But, you know, NBA takes and NBA analysis, that's just a, a commodity that is interchangeable. That's mm-hmm. It's a fungible thing. It's like uh, everyone has it, you know? Right. right. So, so, yeah, I'm watching the show and I'm thinking, wow. And fr- first of all, they built it as a three-person show. They've had a fourth person on now. Every day. The first week they had, Marce- was it Marcellus Wiley? or Booger uh, McFarlane? No, Booger McFarlane the first week. Right. And they have had, uh, ooh, who is it this week? Another ex-foot. Damian Woody. Damian Woody is this week. So Fine. the question is, do they already think that, well, we need
1: a fourth person? Or that that person would be, like, I guess Damian Woody's on now because we're close to the draft. Like they want guess, a yeah. topical person to be the fourth? I,
0: I guess so. But I know this. Everyone that says, well, you got to understand, Zabe, the era of highlights are over. People can get highlights on their phone. Let me tell you what can't happen. And this happened to me today, as a matter of fact. So I wanted to know, I know that the uh, Red Sox and Yankees got into a big brawl last mm-hmm. night, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, there's probably a highlight of the brawl on my Twitter timeline or at MLB.com or somewhere else where I could go hunt and peck and where is it and search Yankee Red Sox brawl. But you know what I want? that. This is where ESPN is still indispensable. I want about a three or four play sequence that shows what happened
1: Mm -hmm. why did it happen who hit
0: who why what's the personalities with a professional broadcaster an anchor for espn walking me through every play then i want replays of the brawl from good angles and slow-mos Then I want a soundbite of somebody from the Yankees saying what happened and a soundbite from someone from the Red Sox saying what happened. And then I want an MLB analyst to come sweeping into the studio for a two-minute recap afterwards, and I want that all bundled up in about a six-minute package that I don't have to look for. It's on ESPN, and it's in the
1: top five minutes because I know it's a big story. And I also want to see Pedro Martinez tossing Don Zimmer aside again.
0: That's another thing that the editors at SportsCenter would say, Remember, let's go back. and then yeah. So they would, do, they would do a whole thing where it would be four or five plays, react A, react B, MLB analyst, talk about what went on and what the etiquette of it is, and then they'd sweep in with a top ten Yankee-Red Sox rivalry moments, and you're like, now this is television. This, as a sports fan, is what I want, and I didn't have to go looking for it. So everybody who says, well, you can get your highlights on your phone, shut the fuck up, all of you. You don't get it, and you'll never get it. So what is ESPN going to do now? I mean, this thing is sinking to the bottom. It's never—it's going to have a dead cat bounce, maybe, of a little bit, but it's never going to get back to where it was before. They're going to have to dump it, maybe. But you know, sometimes. At what point would they consider dumping? It?
1: I don't know, but a year from now. Sometimes you look at these shows and like the Fox shows with Kevin Coward, Colin Coward. Those, those shows don't get any ratings either, but they're right. still
0: on. Well, but they're on the hook for their talent contracts for X number of years. Well, same thing and,
1: with ESPN. Isn't uh, Greenberg making $6 million bucks? It,
0: true, but I think the difference with ESPN is this. ESPN had something that was working better in that spot. FS1 had nothing mm-hmm. where Bayless and where Whitlock and where uh, Coward landed. Okay, So I think it's a little bit different there. But, of course, it was all – Cooked up by a cokehead who <laughs> thought that Mike Greenberg was a six million dollars star. Well,
1: he's not the only one. he Look, he's had a long history of. But he made managers. it happen. Yes, yes.
0: He made it happen, and now he's out at ESPN, and there are employees at ESPN that are absolutely banging their head against the wall, thinking I'm going to get fired from my seventy five thousand dollar a year job, which I love because. That coke headed shithead <laughs> cooked up a show that's awful that
1: is killing us. Yeah. Yeah. But And that's the business, that right? It, that is the business. And uh, what a year ago they fired a hundred people. And some And there's there are people convinced now another round is coming in the weekends. It has of this. to. And and the way it works at ESPN, doesn't matter how long your contract is, as long as you're off that salary line, the stockholders at Disney are happy. So they're gonna be paying a lot of people for a long period of time not to work.
0: Let's say this thing goes down in less than a year. Let's say that after the Super Bowl, the ratings are still down to the dumps, Mm -hmm. and they go, you know what, we're going to repurpose all the talent. I would hope their lawyers are smart enough to write these contracts so that the talent can be repurposed back into the ESPN ecosystem.
1: I can't speak for all the boys in the band. But I know one who goes by the nickname Greeny yeah. who would volunteer for anything. Okay. Latrine duty, whatever would please management, he'd be happy to do it. Yeah, but that's on the way up.
0: This is now well, on the way down. Yeah, but this I think is on that, the way down. That's He'll never been, get another $6 million a year yeah. deal.
1: That's been a survival tactic for a okay, long time.
0: Okay, okay. So, but let's just say that they, uh, they, they shutter the show after the Super Bowl next year. Mm-hmm. Question, if, and let's say they have to lay off a bunch of more people. If you're Michelle Beadle and you are now hated – because people are envious, they don't. She's they don't been like there.
1: She she went to NBC. Same thing happened. She got dumped like after three months.
0: Right, but here I'm just play this out. So you're still at ESPN doing something else, going back to Sports Nation or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or NBA Whip Around Countdown, whatever. And people now hate you at that place. Is it worth it to have made the run for the money, to be so hated at where you work?
1: Look, she had an opportunity. It's
0: not her fault. I know it's not her fault. If you were her, would you say, you know what, I regret doing that because, A, my name is associated with this failed enterprise, and no. I'm hated now, so yeah, no. I've got a few extra million no. in the bank, but was it worth it? No, she,
1: she was with ESPN. ESPN said, we're going to make you a star, sweetheart. She said, where do I sign? And she joined in. It's not her fault it failed. I'm not saying it's her fault. I'm saying if you're her, be her for a second. Well, I, I, would you
0: take the money and yes, say, yes.
1: hate me all you want? I would
0: take the money. Okay. Wouldn't you take the money? Yeah, but it depends on how much more money it was. Yeah, I like, know. I don't want to be hated by the people I work with.
1: I understand. Oh, look, there, there are Hold shows. On. Wait a minute. What's that? It's too late? Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> there are shows that don't exactly get off the ground in a big way, like Seinfeld. And become hits. Not that this has Seinfeld potential. But <laughs> I was going to say, do you really think so? Maybe there's a whole generation waiting to wake up and get up. Have you seen the commercial where they revive the uh, E-Trade baby? No. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a talking baby. I used to get everybody up in the morning, but now Mike Greenberg. And get the- up. Yeah, and this is the talking baby.
0: Well, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if Wu-Tang Clan is or is not the greatest rap group <laughs> ever. But maybe I'll uh, go back to my DVR, see if I caught that episode of Get Up and figure out what the consensus was on the panel. Can you vote online?
1: I'm sure they like that. (laughs) Interactive.
0: (laughs) Exactly. All right. Our Wizards and Capitals are ready to push off into a brave new postseason. Do you have high
1: hopes for either team? No. And wouldn't it be something if the Wizards, who moonwalked into the playoffs in the eighth spot, Actually beat Toronto, which they've done a couple of times already. I thought moonwalking was good. Well, whatever no. it is. It's backwards to me. Okay. okay. They walk backwards backwards into the playoffs. And somehow they win. And the Capitals, once again, in the top spot, go under in the first round.
0: That would be something. Man. Although, do you really think the Wizards are going to beat the number one seed in the no. East?
1: Last time it happened, what, Memphis beat San Antonio about six, seven years ago?
0: Uh, it's happened four times yeah. since... Uh, four times in like thirty years, and it's happened a couple. Like the emerging Golden State Warriors stunned San Antonio. Was right. that the one you told
1: me about? No, I think it was Memphis. in
0: Memphis also beat San Antonio, I right. believe. And there's been a couple of other. Seattle ones. lost
1: to Denver. With that was the Mutombo original one.
0: But grabbing the ball on the ground. Yeah. I, I don't see how, and given the fact that you know the Wizards had a chance to get the better seven seed to get the wounded yeah. Celtics, and all they had to do. At least to give themselves a chance was to beat Orlando and they laid a total egg.
1: Well, they didn't play Wall. They, if, they, if that was important to them, wouldn't you try and play Wall in a back to back? I suppose. Yeah, also, what I heard when Wall. How about was this? There,
0: Just beat Orlando's a
1: 24 win team, I know. Andy. Well, you could beat, him, beat him with your B team, for right. God's sake. But sakes. if you want to be sure you win that game, what I heard when Wall was out was well, they're going to play it safe this time. There's going to be no minutes restrictions, and when he comes back, he's going to be 100%. Well, they bring him back and they're still treating him with kid gloves that he's not playing back to backs and you know whatever
0: happened with everybody eats everybody eats Yeah, remember the whole mantra, remember Wall goes out, it's the middle of the season, right. the Wizards oh, go yeah. on a nice little run oh, yeah. and there's talk like we're better without him yeah. everybody eats
1: yeah. Marching Gortat
0: Yeah, nobody eat nobody ate in game 82 against yeah. the Orlando Magic. They vomited all over their shoes is what they did. See
1: the game last Friday I think it was where the leading assist maker for the Wizards was Gortat.
0: That's not good. No, that's no, not good that's, at all. That's with, bad. Four, with four assists? All right, so let's set the bar now that they're at the 8th seed and they're going to take on a Toronto team that, yes, three years ago they swept in the playoffs, but this is a different – I mean, the Toronto team is not different that much roster-wise, but they're just better mm-hmm. and they're healthy and they went through the East pretty easily. The chances of them upsetting the Raptors are slim. So what is the bar for a good showing? Six games? Yeah. Okay, if they win
1: one game and out, then what do you say about the Wizards? Typical Wizards. And I also think they're in this abyss now where they're tied into three good players, not the greatest of the great. Right. And unless they get incredibly lucky in the draft or with a free agent, that's where they're always going to be. That's where we're going to be for a long time. They're a 40-win team. And do you know, speaking of 40 wins... Now that the Sixers
0: eclipsed 50 wins this year, the Wizards are the longest-tenured team without having won 50 games. You know the last time. Was it your uh, uncle? 78, 79. Your cousin, uncle. Cousin. Cousin. Your yeah. cousin. Yeah. Your, cousin mm-hmm. your cousin, old Abe Poland, was running the team back then, and they were uh, Dick Motto with the butterfly yeah. collars and going to the NBA Finals against uh, Jack Sikma and yeah. the Seattle Sonics. 40 years yeah. 40 years without winning 50 games. That is such a prolonged string of mediocrity. It's amazing.
1: Well, most of it's been direct, not mediocrity.
0: Right. And so this little bit of mediocrity, we're like, this is great.
1: Yeah. Well, this that's, is fun. This is what my Saturday partner always says. How can you accept this? Oh, yeah. How, how are you, you going to swallow this? Why do you let Ernie Grunfeld do this to you?
0: Yeah. And you're not turning on Ernie yet, are you? Well, look, to, to Ernie to the death, right?
1: Er, Ernie's Ernie's made himself <laughs> at home. You know, <laughs> he's, like, 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 home. he's like a guy in New York in a rent-controlled apartment. Oh yeah, don't leave. Yeah, well, you know, I'm on I'm on Fifth Avenue, and I'm only playing, paying six hundred a month. Why would I move?
0: Right. So. Who cares if the crime's bad around there, the rats are bad? No, no, it's no. Cheap. No. Don't you
1: know? You're, you're, oh, right. It's
0: yeah, it's good. He's, he's it's got a, got a good cushy, neighborhood. Yeah. cushy
1: gig. Yeah. yeah. And and the landlord, Ted, people are saying, "Hey, Ted, this guy's living here for 600 a month." And Ted just, "It's okay. I like him."
0: Well, I already said that Ernie is going to basically trade Mahinmi, who is currently their white elephant, his salaries, have you seen? Well, yeah. Is that was, two more years at like $18 million? Well, that
1: was when Durant was, was going to Golden State, and teams couldn't spend money fast enough because you had that big – bump in the cap right,
0: right. and so he splurged yeah. ernie splurge i said he's going to trade mehen and it's going to reset the clock on ernie it's going to be like lavero says he is the fireman arsonist yeah where he lights the fire puts it out and says what a great job i did yeah, huh? exactly
1: yeah all right so if they if they get swept yes can we call them total bums no they're not total bums and they're full of excuses well we didn't have swept well they got the number one seed that they're playing
0: Okay, I would say that, I would say if they don't win a game, they're bums because they would have slumped all the way down to the eight seed, laid a turd in game 82, mm-hmm. and then gotten swept. They got to win one game in this series. Does Brooks take any blame?
1: Uh, I think he's got to at some point, but he's a good coach. I think. Yeah, I do too. But he, there have been night after night where either he or another player said this is unacceptable, and they say it all the time. Right, and then nothing changes. Right, they can't play defense. Okay, let's talk about the Caps. So here's the
0: disaster for the Caps. This opponent, you know, Blue Jackets, look, they, they, they've come in playing good hockey, yeah. and according to all the puckheads, this is a good team that we're facing. This is not a pushover. Mm-hmm. But from a franchise standpoint, they've never won a game one. They have never won a playoff series, and their postseason record is 3-12. and 12. We can't lose to these jerkwater chumps. They have to they've capitals. Lost have lost everybody got else. To, the Caps
1: have got to get past this one. You would think, but, you know, how many years – have we sat here and said okay, every year? Every year is our the year. The law of averages says sooner or later they're going to break through. Right, but and they don't. Okay, but this year they don't have the pressure of the president's trophy banner. But they're a first place team. True. This, you know, what this reminds me of—the Denver Broncos in the late '80s, early '90s. With Bobby Brister? No, this was with Elway when they were getting their butts kicked. Okay, late '80s, right? Okay. Yeah, with the Redskins, and then they lo- first they lost to the Giants. Then they lost to the Redskins. And then during, I think it was the 1990 season, they won the AFC again. And the fans said, no, no, don't go to the Super Bowl. No, don't do that. And San Francisco won 52 to 10. (laughs) So they keep getting there as the number one seed or our first place team. And they keep going up. All right. What's the
0: bum index for the Capitals? If they lose this series at all. Yes. They're bums. For what you just stated. They've got it. They've got to win the series. And then if in the next round. Let's say they play Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, by the way, just ripped the shit out of Philly last Pittsburgh night. Seven. owns them. seven to nothing. It was ridiculous. Pittsburgh. Crosby is knocking goals in backhanded out of midair. Malkin is going beast mode. Right.
1: They're, they're, so if they
0: lose to Pittsburgh in the next round, it's the same old Caps. Yeah. But they're not bums.
1: Uh, but why they're not? They're bums.
0: No, come on. But but again, they, it's, get, it's,
1: they 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 took a step back. They had to let a lot of guys go this year. Uh, okay. But, but if, if they're still going to rally around Ovechkin and still be a playoff team. So you're saying, all right, so your bum index then for the Caps would be they've got to get the conference finals. Yes. Jesus, Andy. Well, that's a high bar. How many years? You want to do this again <laughs> next spring? I'll meet you here. <laughs> we'll meet at Congressional next April, and we'll say, oh, first place team. How far do they have to but, go? But here's the thing. They're not that good, and they weren't expected. They weren't good enough to be in first place. Okay. And they right. have home ice advantage, don't they, in this yeah. series? Yes, uh, ladies
0: and gentlemen, Andy's uh, Andy grades the Capitals harsher than he grades well, Ernie and the Wizards. You, That's all I can say.
1: You for years, every year <laughs> the Caps go, well. Eh, it's random, it happens. <laughs> it is random, but, but it can't be always this random. I know. Well, they made the playoffs nine of ten years. Not bad, right? But not bad. But they don't. They, they're, they're, they don't win. They're like I the Wizards. Know. They're in this never never land. Let's close
0: out the local sports teams category. The Nats are off to a sluggish start. Aside from Scherzer and Harper, which seems to be the whole team, mm-hmm. they're playing some bad
1: baseball right now. They're playing some bad baseball, and the New York Mets, mm-hmm. who were a given to be bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all we heard all spring was all right, October. Yeah, yeah, October, October, October. They may not get there. That's That's a possibility, and... If you recall, the year that they didn't make the playoffs, which I think was 2015, Harper was the MVP of the league. That's right. So and the Harper, Mets hung around and hung around and were like, they're going to fade. They're going to fade. They never faded. That's, that's the Papelbon year. Yes. The, the choking year. So, yeah. you know, while Harper's playing great and Scherzer, he, although he did have a bad start, his second start was not not as good. Um you can have a, a potential Cy Young and an MVP and not necessarily win the division Can you, you, make imagine, the
0: can you imagine Harper having an MVP year again? The Nats not making the playoffs because they don't win the division and are not a wild card. And then Harper leaves. Yeah. And let's say that Davy Martinez is clearly not ready for primetime, that we are now at the end of the year going, God, I wish we had Dusty back. Right. Dusty in his toothpick. Well, here's,
1: here's what I would caution everybody about Davey or Dave. Dave, whichever you prefer, do your own act. You know, the Camels. Circle of Trust. Circle of Trust, the putting contest. <laughs> you know, that's that's what your boss did. It, <laughs> it, 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 it would be like like if, if you had an intern on the Steve Saban show, uh-huh. and he took your entire act and went somewhere else, and you go, that's Zabe's act. What are you doing? You know? And, and this is, you know, I don't know.
0: Someone on Twitter said, forget about a circle of trust. How about a circle of playing some goddamn good baseball?
1: Right, right. <laughs> and, and, and all your analytics?
0: I know, analytics, Did you?
1: I read about, uh, read their Sports Illustrated story on Gabe Kapler. He's one of ours, but Meshuggah. Ours
0: being? Jewish. Okay. Yeah.
1: Do you have a lot wrapped up in him?
0: Is there a lot invested in him no. in the community, Andy? No, no. He <laughs> <laughs> in the bar mitzvah community? He
1: doesn't reach Sandy Koufax sainthood. But, <laughs> but he, you know, a, a guy who plays Major League Baseball, who's Jewish, is good. But right. if, if you read the stuff, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just all these gimmicks and things. They didn't like Dusty. Dusty had a toothpick in his mouth. Yeah. He used to manage, you know, by feel. Nobody liked that. So. Now we got the young, uh, young. The young bucks. You
0: know. Did you, uh, did you read the Dusty profile in the post? I did. I did. A little salty. Yeah. Well, I don't blame s- him. Yeah, but when he says, "I don't give a damn what people think," usually when people say that, they give a damn. They, they're not only do they give a damn; they're pissed. Yeah, they're really pissed. Well,
1: and I don't think, I don't think that that move was made by Rizzo. I think no, I was a learner. That move. was a learner move, and the guy who hired him wasn't able to keep him. And by the way, I don't think he was unjustified either.
0: He was given a Ferrari team, loaded, mm-hmm. and he did not get out of the first round of the playoffs. That's true. Sorry, two years in a row. That's true. That's not a one-year you had a bad break. I loved how he said, so what, game five was my fault, too? Yeah, I, in a lot of ways, it was. Well, yeah,
1: but I mean, can 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 you imagine a catcher playing worse than Weeders did in that game?
0: Well, don't play him. Yeah, that's that's your job as manager. Well,
1: that's that's true. But but also, if you're managing by how everybody else does it, you got Scherzer in the bullpen, you use him. Well, who I knew? That so he couldn't do it.
0: There was a clip on on Twitter. I don't know if it was real, fake, or half and half. Bryce Harper getting ready in the bathroom of what looked like a hotel room, yeah. and he had not one but twin hair dryers working on that magnificent pompadour of hair, and as soon as whoever's taping him on their phone makes a noise, Harper turns and goes, hey, man, and he's got the scowl on his face. Yeah. Number remember? one, do you think that was a real clip or a
1: setup? Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not as good at, at picking Snuffing out Snuffing this stuff yeah, out. But I think it was a setup. Maybe so. But okay. Let me tell you about the first known player. Maybe there was one before him, but the first known player to use a hairdryer. His name was Joe Pepitone. And oh, he played, yeah. played for the Yankees. I only know
0: Joe Pepitone from Seinfeld. Yeah,
1: well, same guy. But Joe Pepitone replaced Mickey Mantle at first base. Mantle, at the end of his career, played first because of his knees. And uh, he had a hair dryer that he would use. He was the only one at the time using it. As the 70s wore on, everybody was using hairdryers. Oh, yeah. But uh, at one point, somebody put talcum powder in the hairdryer, and he oh. turned it on, and it was snowing, and everybody laughed. Oh, at a
0: clubhouse spray. Oh, these, these knucklehead amazing <laughs> You know, the other most famous time of a... Uh, of a hair dryer and talcum powder, don't you? What's that? Happy Days, Malachi Crunch. Oh yeah, That's At the right. demolition derby where they uh, they 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 use the talcum powder and they blow it out the
1: thing to yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah not as big a Happy Days as you are but <laughs> you didn't watch Happy I Days? did I did watch Happy Days oh you did but yeah. not a huge no I fan liked it, it I percent. liked it I mean but I I didn't stay for the Joni Loves Chachi oh okay spinoffs and things like that all
0: right uh, Mike Mayock uh, went on record uh, yesterday saying in an interview he's like you know I'm a little bit perturbed that I can't get consideration for a job like Thursday Night Football on Fox, that they're actually thinking about begging Troy Aikman to do two games a week because they feel like they have to have a star player in that position. He said, look, I I played two years. I wasn't very good, but I do a good job. I I do the draft, which people know me for, but I used to do Thursday
1: Night Football on NFL Network. Why can't guys like me get hired? Because it's a primetime television show. It's not what you know or how smart you are or how you can say he high-pointed the football and all your favorite terms there. They want a little star power. People know who Troy Aikman is, so I, I don't blame Fox for wanting to do really, that. Really,
0: but yeah. does it work? Does it get who more knows? viewers? Who knows? But if, if Do you like Troy over a guy? I like Mayock, by the way. I liked him when he was on Thursday night. He was a bit too wonky for some people, Right. but that said... I like him, and I think he's got a point. I think these network executives have no idea what
1: the average fan likes. Maybe so. I mean, look they, look at all the experimentation they did with Monday Night Football. All the yeah. different people they had. And eventually, they wound up with one analyst and one play-by-play guy. And right. is it better? Is it worse? I don't know. But to me... So, well, okay, wouldn't that prove the point of you wasted a lot of time and money because it doesn't matter? Well... People have been trying to recapture Howard Cosell for years, and there were people say, oh, I can't stand watching Howard Cosell on Monday Night Football. But people would watch it because they would want to know what Cosell said so that they could be involved in the discussion the next day about it. Huh. There's not a guy like that anymore.
0: Here's what I would do. I would, If I was Fox, I would tell Buck and Aikman, I'd be like, all right, you're going to record an intro to the game behind a green screen of the stadium, and – Then you're going to be done. We'll record that on Wednesday, and we'll have two other announcers – that call the action.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I bet half the people wouldn't even know. Like, oh, I, they were great last night. Yeah, it wasn't Troy and uh, Joe. What's the slate of games? For years, ESPN on Monday Night Football had terrible games. Word is
0: they're going to be better okay. on Thursday night. Also, word was they were going to get rid of Color Rush. That is not the case. Yeah. Color Rush sticking around. You'd be in favor of that uh, Redskins mustard on mustard, right? Nah. Come on.
1: No. Please? No. no. I don't like it. You know, and when they brought back the uh, yellow helmets with the R on them. I love like,
0: those. No. Yeah, you don't. Like I didn't those. like them the first time. How about around. how about the sunny helmet with the feather? Yes, you'd be in favor of yes. that, okay? Instantly. How about how about the burgundy helmet with the feather up the stripe? No, no. Okay, that was a little. That's pre me, pretty much. Nothing's pre you. No.
1: So, <laughs> when I started watching, they had the they had the uh, the spear like the Florida State helmet with the spear on the side. right.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, Andre the Giant. What do yes. you think? The documentary, HBO. Uh,
1: I was a little disappointed, to be honest with you.
0: Because, first of all, were you a big wrestling fan during the heyday? But
1: But I did watch, and and what was pointed out in the documentary is, it's, it's McMahon, McMahon. Yeah, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon Jr., really, who turned it from a regional sport to a national sport. And they twinned up with USA Network. Yeah. And so, when I started watching wrestling, I watched it on Channel 20 on Thursday nights. Hold
0: on. Vince McMahon Jr. is Vince McMahon.
1: Yeah, but the father had a big play. Okay, I just wrestling. want to be
0: clear yeah. about that for anyone wondering. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so he basically bought it So Vince McMahon, the one everyone knows, yes. was the one who dragged wrestling out of a regional thing and made it national. Right. And, and it was Hogan and, and Andre the Giant who were the twin pillars
1: of that whole thing. Right. And Andre had pretty much had his day at that point, and he just basically got too big. Yeah. As, as I've read about this before, he had the same thing that Jorge Murison had. The, uh, the, pituit, large,
0: the runaway pituitary yeah,
1: land? they removed your gaze before he started playing for the Bullets. They didn't ever remove Andre the Giants. So he kept growing he kept and growing. growing? and growing and growing. How big did he get at the end? They said that at, at his peak he was seven foot four and weighed something like 560 pounds or something like
0: that. Wow, 560. And, and,
1: but, you know, the drinking was That's legendary. That's my dream, he, he would,
0: 560. He would drink, <laughs> Someday I'll get there, Andy. <laughs> he would drink 106
1: <laughs> beers at a sitting.
0: Oh, I know, right. Yeah. Four well,
1: bottles of wine, you know, two yeah. bottles of cognac. And yeah. he wouldn't even get drunk.
0: And and you saw the photos of what a normal can of beer looks like yeah. in Andre the Giant's hand. It right. was a joke.
1: But basically, by the time Hulk Hogan was the big star, eh, Andre was kind of immobile. Right. So they he couldn't do a lot in yeah, the ring. They had yeah. to work around that. So they that. spent a lot of time on that. But I don't, you know, we met his daughter, okay. But other than his in-the-ring stuff, there really wasn't much to the rest of the story
0: okay yeah that's what i was wondering like what is the story of of andre the giant other than he was big he wrestled everyone loved him yeah and the story and he died yeah young although for someone with his condition yeah. Did he outlive the actuarial tables? I
1: think when they when they diagnosed the pituitary problem, they said he'd be happy to live to 40. He lived to be 46. Okay. Well, there you go. So he built plus six a little years. Bit, yeah. It's not
0: like living to 100, which some people swear they're going to. I
1: didn't swear, but. Uh,
0: How you doing, by the way? I'm fine. How old are you now? 58? I'll be 60 in August. 60 in August? Are we going to blow it out for that?
1: Boy, what are we going
0: to do? What like, do you want to do? i got to be in
1: bed by 10, so. <laughs>
0: Plan accordingly. <laughs> what do you want to do? And I'll work on making it happen. Hey, listen up, Zabecast listeners. If you would like to, because I know there's a lot of you that uh, remember Andy and I on the, on the team and on Sports Talk 980 and ESPN 980. And yeah. what else, what other names what do we else. have at the station? Uh, if you want to do an impromptu 60th for Andy, let's get it going. It's in
1: August. Yeah, I got an idea. Okay. And you'll participate. Why don't we do a bike trip? <laughs> Where? I don't know. <laughs> well, there's there's flat ones, like you can go down to the eastern shore. Or, okay. Yeah, and so you want to get some listeners? And a you bike and,
0: trip. Andy's would, 60th bike trip. Would you come along? I mean, it sounds lame as shit, but for you, yeah. All right. For you, yeah, I'd get on a Schwinn and I'd go pedal somewhere. Well, you
1: need better than a Schwinn. You'd have to keep up with oh, me on my road bike. Schwinn's the best.
0: Schwinn with a banana seat and some sparklers on yeah, it. I gave my Fuck Schwinn to yeah, my man. daughter's be the boyfriend.
1: Best. <laughs> I have I have a good bike now. it
0: All right, Andy, anything you want to plug, Andy's DC podcast, available wherever podcasts are sold, distributed, and it is absolutely free. It's great stuff. Andy walks back in time with a ton of DC area
1: sports legends. Who's the latest? Uh, Did Gerald Riggs this week. Gerald Riggs, old 37. And there's there's a story he tells his first training camp with the Redskins. They're scrimmaging the Steelers. And he's running out of bounds, and he's running towards, on the sideline, a Channel 5 truck. Now, you remember when Channel 5 used to televise the scrimmages? Yes, I do. And he had a head-on collision with the truck. (laughs) And And they put the truck on IR. (laughs) $1,300 worth of damage. And Riggs was okay? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Man.
0: It was Riggs and Kelvin Bryant, right? No. Wasn't that
1: well, yeah, I think they overlapped some. but um, Weren't they, they at tandem at one point? They got uh, on the same day, why am I blanking, the guy from Cleveland. Um, Beiner. Beiner. They got him on the same day draft. Oh, trade. really? Beiner was supposed to be like the third down back, and then Riggs uh, got hurt and Beiner took over and he became the third down back. You know
0: what? Someday we'll have a running back that I actually like. It's, it's been, been a while. while. Yeah. It's been I mean, Clinton. Clinton's the last dynamic star tailback we've had. I mean, Betts was good. I mean, I'm sorry.
1: You know, Adele Betts was pretty good. Not
0: not Betts, but um, uh, Alfred Morris. Yes. Alf was great, but he was a product of RG3. Speaking of which, oh, my God, two <laughs> minutes before we're gone. RG3 to the Ravens. Go, Andy.
1: Huh. I liked how he said, I wanted to join a team with an identity. Bubbola, you were out of football an entire <laughs> year. You would have joined any team that had helmets. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I wanted to join a team with identity. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like he was sitting home fielding offers. Yeah. I mean.
0: How about I wanted to join a team. Stop.
1: Yeah. End of sentence. Now, Any team that would pay me. Here, Here's what you got to watch out for. You put him on a team where he's the quote-unquote backup for a quarterback who's basically stunk, Hanging on by a thread. Stunk since the Super Bowl. His numbers are, are unbelievably There's bad. There's going
0: to be calls to put him in. Can't get any worse. When Joe Flacco is eleven for twenty six right. in the third quarter of week three, trust me, they'll want to
1: see old RG three. John Harbaugh saying we got a steal here?
0: What? I didn't hear that.
1: Oh yeah, when they when they signed him at the news conference? <laughs> no, you you picked up a couch off the curb. Yeah. That's not a steal. you got a guy who pressed his nose up against your window. Said, hi. Knock, knock, yeah, knock. Yeah. Have you seen my workout video? <laughs> you see my, my pretty <laughs> wife and I? We're, were dancing. Yeah, we, uh, I'd like a job. Are you going to root for him? No, uh, no. Well, If he is successful, will he be at least quietly happy? I'll be surprised. Be surprised. I, I don't think he makes it out of training camp. I, I don't think he can stay healthy. They gave him a press conference. Yeah. He's on the team. I'm saying he'll get hurt. He's going to play in the oh, preseason. Oh, get hurt. Okay. Yeah, he's got Good to play. Could play against us in well, the preseason. Did now, you great hear that? his story last year that they they wanted to bring him in to start against the Redskins? And, and he said, I don't want to do it because I won't be prepared enough?
0: That all right? Yeah, because yeah, okay. he
1: wanted to stick it to us. And also, you know, <laughs> the, the Ravens were trying to, what, draw a crowd for a preseason game, so they bring in this Sideshow Bob thing? No, yeah. no, no, no. no. Sideshow Bob, I like that. That's what, that weird. fits on both ways. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, Andy, good to talk to you as always. Andy's DC Podcast. Go get it. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all the rest, and we will see you next week, my friend. It's been too long. Let's end with this today. Alabama High School has a... Adopted, Alabama high school football has adopted and approved of the use of video instant replay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. There we go. It's not mandatory in the state. They did try it out in spring football two years ago for a couple of games. Gave it the old thumbs up. Well, it worked at a couple of spring games nobody cares about. So let's do it. What could possibly go wrong? Not mandated. Only the bigger schools, like I said, will have it, richer schools. Not sure how many cameras. Not sure who controls the cameras. Not sure about how much the equipment will cost. Not sure who administers it. Not sure how long you can actually look at a play. Not sure exactly what is or is not challengeable. But apparently coaches in high school football in Alabama get two challenges. So there's that. And I can see it now, high school football talk in Alabama – Paul Feinbaum taking calls. Man, can you believe Decatur West got screwed in that play it ain't a I challenge? I was definitely out of bounds. I don't know what the hell they were looking at. Uh, what's her name? The famous caller to uh, <laughs> Feinbaum. Phyllis and Mulga. Boy, I can't wait for her to call in to his show complaining about a botched replay in high school football in the state of Alabama. It spreads, and it's such a bad idea. George Carlin, is it a bad idea? Yes, it is. Never give up on an idea simply because it is bad and doesn't work. Cling to it even when it is hopeless. Anyone
1: can cut and run, but it takes a very special person to stay with something that is stupid and harmful.
0: How come I've got the feeling that we'll see a press release someday soon saying former NFL referee Jeff Triplett has been named the supervisor of the Alabama State High School football replay officiating office? Oh, I can see it now. That'll be a wrap for today. You know the drill. Tell two friends. Leave this podcast sitting out at work for curious passersby to notice. Leave a positive review if you have a second. Download and subscribe to all the major podcast outlets, iTunes, Google Play, and more. And remember, when your hockey team throws away a game one of a series at home always fall back on the tried and true phrase well we always knew this was going to be a long series thanks for listening and we will see you next time